the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. It's Thursday. That means it's the date day edition. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, whatever is on your heart. All you need to do is to provide the phone call, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. We also provide our free mobile app. You can ask your questions that way. And if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank we have you. we have a special show today, a little different because of the ladies' retreat, uh, and we will still take your questions. If you have any questions that you want to call in, you're free to do that. But while we're waiting for phone calls, we're just going to have a conversation. We've got uh, Paula and three of the ladies from our ladies' retreat. We thought maybe the audience could uh, would appreciate sort of a retreat reflection, and uh, we did our best to get people from different backgrounds. Well, sort of different backgrounds. <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself first, Erica? Hi, my name is Erica Hined. I'm 20 years old. Microphone issues. Okay, Don? I'm Don Ballesteros. I'm her mom. (laughs) (laughs) I am uh, Bumi Ogumalar, and I am older than her. (laughs) (laughs) I should be the one since about age in this group. (laughs) That's right. Well, Paula... They're they're your guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, got back from the retreat. Do you want to say anything about the retreat before you ask them some questions? Yeah. The only thing I I love saying is I get to pick the theme and I get to uh, choose the guest speaker, and then I bring my pencil, my paper, my mind, and my heart because I'm just like the rest of the ladies. I need to hear from the Lord as well. Um, but the really sweet thing is. Don is kind of like the brainiac of 
decorating. She prays and comes up with um, the decoration theme. Um, and so um, I always have her on the show. <laughs> she told me earlier, stop having me on the show every year. You don't have to have me on the show every year. I was like, well, okay, maybe next year I won't. But this year, <laughs> you're here. And so let everybody know how you came up with the the decorations and the theme. You kept telling me, could you sit by me at church um, Sundays and Fridays of how the Lord kept saying, do this. Here's a scripture. Do that. So. Mm-hmm. So with the theme endure and the scripture was Second Timothy two three, you therefore must endure Harsh. hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Um with that theme, um I just kept praying about it. Endure, endure, endure. Well, how can we endure? Well, we've got to be women because it's a women's retreat, women of the word. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept seeing the word open. Like in everything in my mind was the word was open, the word mm-hmm. was open. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and so that I just said, okay, how do I decorate with the word? And so I started asking for Bibles um, several months ago. If anybody has extra Bibles or your kids have outgrown your Bibles or, you know, I don't know, extra Bibles laying around. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get rid of it because mm-hmm. it's God's word. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and just bring those Bibles in. And so I ended up with like four huge boxes of Bibles, which we put on display um, throughout the retreat or the conference center. And the first night as we opened, I just felt like the Lord said, if you don't have a Bible, we have plenty of Bibles. Take a Bible. And it was really sweet because um, that night, half the Bibles were gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it was just really neat. And, you know, my, the other verse that the Lord kept giving me before the retreat even began was from Hebrews 12, um, which says to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles so that we can run with endurance, the race that Christ has put before us. And so just that verse, and it just was over and over. Okay. I'm not going to hear from the Lord unless I've released everything, you know, left everything at his feet. And so Mm -hmm. that's how the retreat started for me. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I encouraged the ladies at the beginning of the retreat. And the Lord did it all. You know, he showed up and he took over and he showed off. And Mm -hmm. that was, that was my prayer. Yeah. You know, one of the ladies even said, because she brought her daughter who came for the first time and she said, and it's my daughter's favorite color. There's purple everywhere. <laughs> you know, I mean, just those little tiny things that, that really matter. And I did have several ladies come up. And did she say we could have a Bible? Yeah. And so I could see them going through. Those who had um, maybe not as good of eyes as some of the younger ones were looking for those large print Bibles. <laughs> 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 some were looking for the cute ones, but they were looking for the large print. So thank you so much. What a great idea. Yes. Erica, you were on the worship team at the retreat, and you came back and did worship here on on Sunday at church. A couple of questions that that come to my mind. First, what's it like being at a retreat with your mom? Um, Well, this is my third year, I think, with my mom at the retreat. I mean, years past I did babysitting, but that does not give you the experience of the actual women's retreat. Um, but it was really nice, especially uh, this being my first year married at the women's retreat. Don't make that big of a difference, but it felt different, you yeah. know? <laughs> I would like, whenever they talk about husbands and wife, I was like, oh, that deals with me now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a really, really fun experience for me this year. And I, um, first year of me being out of the house, so I made sure to stay by her side the whole time. What, what stuck out to you at this year's retreat? 
Um, for sure. Um, well, it started with Mom and Paul's Bible study. It was really funny because after the first night, I was like, dang, Mom and Paul answered all my questions. I'm good to go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then Miss Laura blew my mind away. So I was like, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but de- definitely for me, um, and I was just like just now reading through my notes, and it was when Mom and Paul had said that uh, comfort kills. And I realized that in my life, um, yeah, I work in a worldly area. I work at Starbucks and that's okay. I have great coworkers and everything. And then I go to college and, you know, the, I didn't realize how badly the world was being down on me and how much more of a light I needed to be. And so making sure I didn't make myself comfortable with these people, just like, you know, the way they act around me and everything, I'm not going to call them out. But spreading God's light is definitely what I know I need to do now. And I need to make sure that I didn't get comfortable where I was at, making sure I wasn't, you know, one foot on one side of the fence, one foot on the other. I knew it to be fully on God's side and represent him in everything that I do, never mm-hmm. fall short of that. And then Miss Laura the next day told me not to fear. And so mm-hmm. I was like, that's just what I needed to hear. <laughs> well, you know, in, in university, work environment, both of the places that you spend most of your time now, uh, it's easy just to... Go along to get along. along. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, I I think the idea that I know my responsibility is to be a light for Christ is is really important. Yeah, very much so. You know, I was impressed with the group that came to your wedding. Yeah. (laughs) All sat together. In fact, we got out of the car at the same time as they did. And just... That one little teeny one who had the big, <laughs> the big shoes. Yeah, <laughs> she was so cute, and, and they were all making sure she didn't trip in the street. You know, especially going home because it was dark and there was holes in the street. But they just seemed to be a very nice group. Yeah. They were happy to be there. Yeah, that you had in, encouraged them to come. And I think that's what kind of hit me is I love these people so much. They're great friends to me, and that's mm-hmm. why I invited them to my wedding. But. I want to make sure they find Jesus, and that's really important. And so I was like, I can still be their friend, but I still need to show God in my life. And I think that's why they liked me, Mm -hmm. because I'm at Starbucks. If I ever complain, I apologize. And they're like, what are you talking about? You're the happiest person we've ever met. I'm like, really? Like, So I think it's working. (laughs) Okay, now, since you're a newlywed, it's been three weeks, two weeks? One month. month. Oh, one month. Yeah. See, time just flies. (laughs) It does. Um, I'm going to ask you to share something you shared just in conversation before we went on air Uh um, about you and Chris. What? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I had uh, mentioned when Mom and Paula was asking if we had been enduring, and I was like, life doesn't feel different. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm really happy to say that Chris and I have been reading our Bibles every day now. And even if we think our, yes, together, sorry, mom, thank you. (laughs) We've been reading our Bibles together. I still do my individual Bible studies and so does he. Um, But we try not to let the day get too busy where we're like, oh, we ran out of time. No, it was literally at midnight that we were like, okay, here's our free time. We're going to read the Bible now. Mm -hmm. It's not a set schedule. I'd like to do it more consistently rather than at midnight, but Mm -hmm. it's when we when we are able to, but also making sure it's a priority. Yeah. Until yeah. Chris's boss said <laughs> to get up early enough to make sure there is a consistent We did it schedule. this morning. We read the Bible this morning. I was very proud of us. We both had uh, work off this morning. So I woke up and I was like, let's read the Bible together. <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. Okay, well, I'll but, ask Boomy a question. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Boomy is very new to our church. Yes. Um, too bad this isn't television because she looks gorgeous. But Thank Boomi, you. what what has been your impression of 
this retreat. This is your first one with us as Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. So um, this is my fir- this was my first one, and it was kind of a battle getting there because my mind kept saying, this is not like my all my other retreats where I knew all the ladies. I don't know anybody. I'm just going to be there by myself. I'm sharing room with three people I don't know. I had to call Shaney to kind of pray me through. <laughs> okay. So my, Shaney's your husband. Yes. yes. So I'm driving down and I call him and I said, you know, I, I, I have all these thoughts in my head. And he kind of like praying, you know, you'll be fine. He was praying. And then I hit a sudden spot and all my communication died because there was no phone. Yeah, yeah. There was no Internet, nothing. So he just dropped off. Mm-hmm. But when I got there. It was like I had the best roommates ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had Barbara, I had Becky, and I had Tennille. Mm-hmm. And I was familiar with Tennille. T- so Tennille's a nut. Yeah. <laughs> Tennille's a nut. Uh-huh. She's sweet. Yeah. She's sweet. <laughs> a sweet nut, but she's a nut. I love we that love girl. Her. Yeah. So, and, and they made me feel so comfortable, so, you know, just fine and then i walked into the auditorium and i'm walking down and said oh let me just hug you and i'm thinking okay (laughs) so it felt like i had been there forever i just felt comfortable and if you had told me i would go anywhere with no internet no phones for two and a half days and I will survive (laughs) i would have said no (laughs) but i did survive i had good night's sleep. I was just rested. I was, because the nature of my job, I get calls during the night. Mm-hmm. So I'm always sleeping with one ear open, mm-hmm. but I was out like a log. I <laughs> slept well. I felt great. They fed me to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a very blessed time. Yeah. yeah. Booney, yeah. what was the, the, the major impression from, from the Lord for you? Uh, at this retreat? Well, so Friday night, Mama Paula started, and I'm thinking, okay, this this is going to be nice, kind of. And then Laura came, and the first one of the first things she said was, I have a quote from C.S. Lewis, and I love C.S. Lewis. So she, she had the quote, and it said, we are not necessarily doubting that God will do the best for us. Mm-hmm. We're wondering how painful the best will turn out to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> that was me because I always say ah, pain. I don't know how if pain comes, it's only going to be by the grace of God that I survive because I don't do pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was really that really grabbed my attention. And she said after that, because we fear the pain, we put up boundaries around ourselves and mm-hmm. we say, well, OK, Lord, I'll go this far, but not that far. Mm-hmm. And I had to look at myself and say, yeah, I have a lot of boundaries. So, yeah. 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 You, you know, Booney, when, when uh, the Apostle Paul is my, my favorite biblical character, um, but when the Apostle Paul was shown all of the things that he would suffer before mm. he actually set out on his mission field, mm-hmm. um, Jesus showed him that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking most of us would have said, you know, I don't think I'm signing up for mm-hmm. that. And that's what you're talking about, those yeah. kind of boundaries. Yes, yeah. I would definitely have run the other way mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah if if it happens and i happen to find myself there i will deal because i always say to myself 
uh, don't say why why me because it's why not me. Mm-hmm. It, you know why is it good for other people to suffer and not you? Mm-hmm. So it's why not me. Mm-hmm. But just thinking about suffering, it's no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I I say that to myself and I say that to other people because Jesus even said, "Father, if there's any other way, mm-hmm. take this cup from me." So he yeah. totally understands. He gets. To a greater level than we ever could, but yeah, hangnail. I was like, oh, I'm suffering for the Lord, you know, compared to what Jesus endured. But yeah, I don't think anybody says, bring the pain on with any good sense. Um, no, so yeah, we're back right there with you. You know, though, Jesus, Jesus promised us that in this world we would have tribulation. Yeah. Um, they hated him, they're going to hate you. Don't take it personally, said mm-hmm. it's hard not to. But, but they, they insulted me, they're going to insult you. And I think we try to make sure that that doesn't get close enough to us. And, you know, when, when we're being blessed or, or we see somebody else being blessed, we can say, well, well, Lord, why not me? Why, why am I not getting blessed? Mm-hmm. But we don't do the same thing with the suffering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Paul calls that sharing in the fellowship mm-hmm. of Jesus' sufferings. Yes. And Peter, John, and the others um, were praising God that they were counted worthy to suffer for the name. Mm-hmm. And that's where the depth came. Now, nobody wants to suffer. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. appear to be naive here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, when we pray, Lord, I want to be more like you. I want to know you better. Um, that's going to take you to some depths. Yes. So what else, Booney? Um I think when she said uh, suffering is subjective. So mm-hmm. suffering looks different for people. Mm-hmm. So my suffering is different from everybody else's suffering and and not to compare myself to somebody else. Yeah. Because we tend to look at other people and say, "Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish." Mm-hmm. But God knows the depth of suffering that each person can handle, can endure. Mm-hmm. And he would walk you through whatever suffering it is that you have to go through. He promised to be there with you and not forsake you. Mm-hmm. So you just have to remember those promises and just one step at a time. Yeah. You know, she said, uh, Laura said, hold on until help comes. I think one of the things, and love y- y- your responses and, and yours too, Paula, when we need help, I think it's counterproductive to wait till help comes. We need to go f- seek help. Mm-hmm. And, and too many of us, men and women, you know, we just sit in this little bubble thinking, oh, no, I'm okay, I can handle this. When the reality is, is help is all around. Jesus surrounds us with people to help. That's the purpose of fellowship, purpose of the body of Christ. And we, we don't often take advantage of that. Don Marie, what do you think? Well, <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> what you said, Pastor Rod, I do that all the time. Exactly. You're right. Um, yes. But I think that in our flesh, when something immediately happens, our flesh goes, oh, how can I fix that? Mm-hmm. How can I put a Band-Aid on that to fix that mm-hmm. that problem? And what I have found myself doing and just trying to make a habit of it is literally, Lord, help. Okay, now I can sit and pray. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because instead of, because my immediate, my flesh is there, it's ever present, and I have to battle it and say no to it and mm-hmm. pick it up and, yep. you know, oh, pick yeah. up my cross and follow the Lord. And so that, that quick, Lord, Lord, help, mm-hmm. and then kind of get my brain into the right place and before the Lord, okay, Lord. Okay. Pa- and that's kind of patiently enduring, too, because whatever I'm going through at that time, it's, okay, I'm going to be patient now. I'm going to go to the Lord, be- 
you know, go to the Lord. I go to Sam second. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sam, what do you think? You know, mm-hmm. and then um, we we either agree on it or not, mm-hmm. but um, then we know how to continue on. But we have this beautiful body, I must say, at our church that is willing and able. I don't even know. I'm going to give an example um, real quick. Right before we left for the retreat, um, I had to get a ride because um, I knew Sam needed our SUV to drive um, Pastor Ron around while we were gone. Yeah. And so, but I did, what I did not know is that the day before our van was going to break down. Okay. And so the Lord (laughs) knew that. Uh And so again, um, I don't even know how I mentioned it, but I mentioned it didn't say anything about it except for I didn't even know. Isn't this such a blessing that I'd already coordinated a ride to get to the retreat? And by the time I got home, somebody in the body said, let me, let me take a look at your van. And apparently it's up and running. Oh, um, we were just told it's up and running. I don't know, but they got it running. So, you know, it's just, I didn't really even ask for it. I just said something and mm-hmm. the body is just so faithful and mm. just so beautiful. Mm. But, but God, That's Lord good. help. Okay. Uh-huh. Isn't, it, isn't it sad that we have so yeah. many people um, who, who can do things, and yet when people don't let their needs be known in the sense, I need help here, or this is what we're going through, they're, they're having to struggle through them alone. Booney, what about you? I think on, on that question, what she had said mm-hmm. was um, sometimes we go into the flesh and we try to take the edge off the suffering. Mm-hmm. We start to mm-hmm. do things to mitigate the suffering mm-hmm. we're going through. But if we do that without the direction of the Holy Spirit or relying on the Word of God or the body of Christ, we tend to miss out on the depth of relationship that God is trying to foster in us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the depth yes. of relationship. Paula, we got Lucy back on line one. Lucy, we're inside about four minutes, so thank you for calling back. Hey, can you hear me? We- yes, ma'am. Awesome. Well, what I left was that bridge building and revolution was something that really spoke to my heart. And that when Laura mentioned, we need to look at what part we play in whatever conflict, and we are to repent and ask to fix it. He will give us opportunity to fix whatever the situation and because God is convicting these so we just need to pray and have have the faith that maybe some that bridge be crossed again. Um, he wants us in a vulnerable position. That's where we can best when we say whatever you say. Lord, whatever you say goes. And um, so just some of the things that spoke to me and that I'm already putting into practice with situations. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I know you're out of town. So keep, keep putting it into practice, Lucy, not just knowing the word, but actually living it out. Thank you for calling, and you and Aaron... Have a great time over there, okay? Did you get our picture today? Yeah. Yes. That was <laughs> some uh, happening that uh, our friends saw you at your favorite place. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aww, love you. you. Thank you, Lucy. God bless. Ladies, on the other side of the break, I'd like to get a little bit more personal, uh, you know, putting what Lucy is putting into practice, what you learned, uh, you and Chris reading together, but, but just the other things. So uh, we are now up against a hard break. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. This is um, a show for you, 340-9585 or toll-free, 877-630-KSLR. We will be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the Word to Stand On for Life. It's the Date Day Show. We would love your calls or questions. If you have questions for me or for any of the ladies, 340-9585 is our main number. Paula, why don't you take it from here? Okay. You know, Boomy, when you were saying, repeating what uh, Laura was talking about being where suffering is subjective, she said, in crises, the real us comes out. Have you ever faced yourself, you know, and found out, wow, I'm not as faithful as I might think? And is has there ever been um, a situation maybe where that came up and you just thought, let me run into my closet and have a talk with the Lord? Um, at my job, I manage a team of eight people and... I have my way of going through problems and which is, you know, ask why, why, why until I get to the gist of what I want to deal with. And I guess I just assume that everybody knew that. And I have somebody on my team who one day said, got really upset, like, you can't talk to me like that. You're making me feel bad. And I thought, oh, wait a second. What am I doing that you is making you feel bad? And he, and he was like, you know, when you keep asking this why, 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 it's almost like you're putting somebody down. And I had to stop and catch myself because I had to think, you know, that is not very Christ-like to make people feel that way. But because I was so caught up in how I do things, I didn't give a chance for how other people might do things. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of too rigid. So that wasn't like Mm -hmm. showing Christ in that situation. Mm -hmm. So I had to like, you know, catch myself and be conscious of how I speak with him going forward. Mm -hmm. And which brings me to what she said at the retreat, that people's crosses are different, that sometimes your cross is... Not so obvious, but it's the hidden things that is within. So I think that is where my focus should be. So what am I changing after that retreat is trying to make sure that I take an account of, of myself, look mm-hmm. at myself. Mm-hmm. Don't look at other people, just look at myself. Mm-hmm. What, what am I contributing to this situation? Mm-hmm. What do I need to change? What do I need to work on instead of what 
other people are doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's why Paul says to examine yourselves daily, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. not, not to not to look out at other people. Yeah, yeah. I think um, we want everybody to kind of be like us. Not exactly. everybody thinks the same. Yes, you know. I mean, in our marriage, Ron and I are like so different. You know, we're so different to the place where we both say now to each other, just different, different. Uh, what, what's the word? <laughs> Unique is good. Unique is good. Yeah, we're just different. And we complement each other well. But there, for me, I was always wanting to be as smart as him. I was always, you know, why can you remember all that? And I don't get to remember that, you know, kind yeah. of a thing. And he's so logical. And I'm so not. Why, why, why God, did you make me? this way kind of a thing you know it's I don't of, understand how anybody can not be logical that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just so different and to get to that place of okay you know why are you not more funny you know and and then me not be more logical and you just get to that place where you say well this is how God made me and I'm just going to do the best that I can with what I have and you do the same and you know we, it works out pretty good now but yeah, yeah not everybody's going to be like us Shania and I are quite different. He sees life in prose, like literature, writing it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. I bullet point everything. It's like bullet points. Mm -hmm. Say it in the shortest possible way that I can say it. Mm -hmm. Bullet point it. Life is good. Yeah. He will go paint the rose a picture, <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Poets need bullet points. So what can mm -hmm. I say? Dummy, what can you say? Yep. They work no, to, I, was, together. I was just going to say another thing that Laura talked about was that our biggest battlefield is in our minds. It's in our mind. Like we make up these huge drama. We <laughs> dramatize like, well, especially as women, we dramatize these situations, mm -hmm. which are really very small little things that we've made into this big explosion. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And I have to remember that on a moment to moment <laughs> basis because I don't know why. My husband's pointing to me. Are you talking about me? <laughs> no. But Sam and I are very much different as well. Very mm -hmm. similar. I'm very logical, and he likes to go into the, the details. Yeah. So, but it's, but always just take every thought captive and yeah. to remember that and to yeah. do that constantly, making that, that is an, a moment by moment basis. Just, I know this, what's coming in is mm -hmm. not of the Lord. Take that thought, Lord, this is not of you. Mm -hmm. I'm giving this back over to you. And, and that's actually the way I'm able to take criticism well. Um, at the retreat when I get the complaints and the things that, you know, are not, people are not pleased about. I don't take any of that personal mm -hmm. because I know it's not about me, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's really neat because the Lord takes that and he takes it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to deal with mm -hmm. it. You know, when you said take every thought captive, mm -hmm. we need to practice doing that before that thought comes out of our mouth. Amen. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I think that's, if we just take a step back, and just, I call them flare prayers. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lord, don't let me say anything that's going to embarrass you right now. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that would be very effective. Uh, yeah. Um, I love when she said, everything in our walk is a process. We must choose to trust God. And she said, you no longer does fear call the shots. You know, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Too much of our life is lived fear. Like mm -hmm. you were saying, when something hits, our immediate is like, <gasps> that's mm -hmm. how I am. And then it's like, okay, God knew. Because mm -hmm. that's why I have to say, God knows stuff. He knew where we're going to be right now. Okay. <sighs> but she said, went on to say that trust feels like Mount Everest 
but God meets us where we are. You know, okay, Lord, uh, I trusted you in that last trial, you know, and Pastor Ron says all the time, whenever, whatever God brings us to, we really are ready for it. How many of us really believe that, you know? <laughs> uh-huh, but we're there, mm-hmm. and, you know, Ron said you guys didn't have to tell your age, but there's been a whole bunch of times where I didn't think, I'm not going to make it this time. I'm not going to make it this time. And I probably started that when I was in my 30s, and now I'm 70. God is faithful, yeah. you know? Um, and she says, if you're feeling, I love this one, because I like kind of straightforward stuff. I'm I'm not a bulletproof bullet point person necessarily, but I do like just just tell me. And so she says, if you're feeling like you're not in God's perfect will, this is what she said. Do you want to be right now? You know, instead of could you don't you give the big list of mm-hmm. why you can't be in God's will or I'm not in God's will and no 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 all the excuses, that's right. But she says flat out said, Okay, but do you want to be right now? Because it was <laughs> Yes or no? That's it. It's a yes or no bullet point. Yes or no. Not the flowery picture of why I'm not, but yes or no. Yeah, and God's will can start for us this instant. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you've been through or or the reasons you've been through something or the reasons you've veered out of God's will. Mm -hmm. Being in his will can start in an instant simply by saying, Lord, I surrender. I'm going to die. I surrender, and I want to live to you and for you. And Revelation 4.11 says that that we're created really toward God. Mm -hmm. And and all we have to do is sort of reorient and and walk toward him. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she talked about was 100% surrender because... We like to hold on to stuff. Yeah. And um, that was something, and that, those are the excuses. Mm-hmm. Well, I can surrender this, but, but not this, Lord. Yeah. I can surrender this, but not this. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Lord was really telling me is, I want not 99%, I want 100%. Yeah. I want you to surrender all of it. You know, one of the most honest questions a woman has ever asked me is, as a pastor, Pastor Ron, I'm doing really good in my walk with the Lord. And I've surrendered like 95% of the things I knows he and I know he wants for me. So from now on, will I get like 95% of the blessings? <laughs> and, and I did just that. I sort of giggled at her yeah. and said, no, because if you're holding on to 5% or 1%, then God is going to wait until you let that go because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to trust him. And until we learn that he's trustworthy, and the way we learn it is to go through things with him, mm-hmm. you know, to trust him when we when we do things. Lord, I don't want to embarrass you. I, I don't want to, to, to distance myself from you. I need to stay close. If we'd understand that, mm-hmm. then we get to that place where it becomes easier to trust him because he's revealed more of his trustworthiness to each and every one of us. Erica, let me ask you a question. Now, you're, you're, you're at a different stage of life than, than the rest of us in here. Yeah. Okay. Um, what did you learn at the retreat that's going to help you transition from Erica, the student uh, who did so well, and Erica, the the great daughter and granddaughter um, that we're so proud of? Um, how? What did you learn that can help you be Chris's wife and the Erica, the professional Erica that you're studying to be? Well, for sure. And I was actually thinking back on when Mama Paula was talking about how, like, trusting the Lord can feel like walking up Mount Everest, but he'll meet you where you are. 
don't make decisions on your own because <laughs> I was doing that before the winter retreat and it was really funny because I um and this also has to do with marriage but and life but um basically um I was given this opportunity to apply to different firms for me to work at for internships and I was only given one person who called me back and I was like okay that's my person. Yeah, that's who I'm going to go with. And God told me to stop. And mm. I was like, why? The deadline's coming up. He said, stop. I was like, why? <laughs> and he said, wait until after the women's retreat. And I was like, okay. And I even told my mom, she was in my room with me and all the ladies that we got to talk with. I was like, God told me to wait. I don't know what I'm waiting for. And to not fear, to not get comfortable. I came back from the women's retreat with three more offers from more firms that have more opportunities and everything in life. And I was like, I can't make these decisions. I can't think it's my own strength. You know, it's God's strength that got me where I am. Now, who's to say it wasn't that first firm that I still go with? God hasn't told me yet because I'm still going through all those interviewing processes and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. But And I thought I wasn't going to want to do that because I'm kind of lazy. <laughs> but it was funny with everyone. I got more confident, more excited, more like wanting to try and be a better person. So it was definitely don't make your own decisions. It's not going to get you anywhere. And what if I made that choice and I didn't like that place? That's not where I'm meant to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's really the essence of faith. God's not great on deadlines that the world gives us. And and we always think there's an urgency. I yeah. and, and really it's selfish because what we want is we want the issue settled in our own mind. And God's saying, hey, how about you just walk with me a little bit longer? How about you trust me? Let me make the way for you. And I think sometimes we get so impatient that we just sort of bogart our way in front of the Lord. And and there's always consequences to that kind of thing. Let me, while you've got 90,000 people listening to you. Oh, goodness. (laughs) tell, Tell the audience, how is Chris doing as a husband? It's fantastic. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. That's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, I love this other one that she said, too, because as Christians, you know, it's it's a one thing to watch online. It's another thing to come to church. We hear the word, hear the word, but read the Bible for yourself, which is what we get when we come to this church. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible for yourself. Just be with Jesus and read the Bible for yourself. But the thing is... She said, make the Bible your food, but stop playing with your food. We can't pick and choose the stuff. You know, I like dessert. But I do like vegetables, too. But if I'm going to pick, I'm picking dessert first. And I say this, hey, I don't live at my mama's house anymore. I can eat what I want. And so, but she said, stop playing with your food. You know, those things where the Lord says, I want you to do this, but I don't want you to do that. But those, some of those things, we kind of, our flesh says, well, let me just, like you were saying, Dawn, complete surrender, mm-hmm. not just 90% or 95%. I want it all. Tomorrow's freedom. Tomorrow's freedom. Is today surrender. Is today surrender. That's right. You should have said that because I'm just kind of, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's complete surrender. We heard that word over and over and over again. I thought it was you. Okay, why don't what I'll put you all on the spot. Okay. Why don't we surrender to the Lord everything? Rooney? I'm a control freak. <laughs> How's that working out for you? <laughs> you see my notebook? Yeah. If you had told me the questions that you were going to ask me today, I would have written them out, typed them out, reviewed them. All I 
I plan everything to death. So <laughs> that's why I don't tell you in advance what, what we're talking about. And it, and it's true what she said that um, we should deal with reality and not our imagination. I have a lot of imagination. I have a 10 million what ifs mm. that I am planning out, trying to map out. What if this happens? Then I'll do that. Then this. Then that. I tie myself in a knot. <laughs> Instead of just letting go and just going with the flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I have the blessing called Shaney that just goes with the flow. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> See, God knew what he was doing when he said it's not good for man or woman to be alone. Yeah. So he puts yeah. mismatches together <laughs> and, and makes a match. Don, what about you? For me, it's the what ifs. It's really the what ifs. My, it, just like that, my imagine, what if, but what if, but what if? And um, it's usually Sam who said, um, but God's faithful. His faithfulness is always there. I mean, we can look back and he's faithful, he's faithful, he's faithful, he's faithful. But what if? But he was faithful when we had the last what if, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's where I fall short. But that's, again, quickly taking every thought captive. And you, like you said, don't let it come out of your mouth. Step back. <laughs> I need to work on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the next step we can take is say, okay, Lord, I don't want it to come out of my mouth and you help me with that. But but what I don't want to do is let it stew in my brain. Yeah. And the, the one thing I say, I, I, it's not the what if question, but but asking God why. That, that's the most unproductive exercise that any Christian mm-hmm. ever goes through. Job spent an entire book <laughs> trying to figure out, why is this happening to me? And God never told him. But when he saw the full revelation of God, then all he could think was how wonderful he is. And, I, you know, before I'd only heard him, but now I've seen him. And suddenly everything was completely different. Um, Sam, your husband, our producer, is seeing a note. Uh, dealing with the wedding and letting go. <laughs> oh, letting God. Oh, that's for you, Erica. Okay. <laughs> what, did, what did I tell you when we started pre-marriage counseling? Yeah. One hour after the wedding starts, you're going to be Mrs. Chris Hinaire. Yeah. Okay. So let's try to enjoy everything leading up to that point. Go ahead, Erica. Oh, well. <laughs> I was trying to. I promise I was. <laughs> um I want to say I did a good job with dealing with it, right? Okay, my mom would say otherwise. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it for me, I needed it was again I needed to not let distractions get in my way of um what the Lord wanted for me. Obviously, the Lord wanted me to marry Chris. That wasn't the thing. It was my uh don't be a bridezilla, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. For me, also has everything to do with like my mind like i fear and i i live by that fallacy the slippery slope and i think you guys were kind of touching on that one thing that leads after the other until you're at the bottom of the pit dead you know mm-hmm. sorry that's kind of that's kind of basically dark. that's how but it is. yeah i feel Lord. like that's kind of how my brain is is uh okay after this is that but after this is that and it just keeps going downhill from there but that's not god's plan and actually i have an amazing professor and she told me at the beginning of class that she told me please apply everywhere because your plan is not God's plan. I was like, I love you. (laughs) That's what I needed to hear, you know? And so that's just, it was kind of touching back on what I was saying before. It's God's plan, you know? Well, I know all three of you, you're all planners and, and, and planning is a good thing, but we've got to be able to allow God to interrupt our plan. 
Yeah. And those, and the only way to do that is to be in relationship uh-huh, with them. Yeah. Those expectations we have, like Boomi was talking about, it should happen this way because I've already put it down, you know. And when it doesn't happen that way, that's what Laura was talking about. You know, when we pray, Lord, make me like you, and the suffering that comes, but the suffering that comes is maybe not the one we expected, you know. Maybe, uh, you know, the hot water heater breaks. That's suffering right there. But not my kid is going to be transgendered, you know. Not my kid's going to, not my husband's going to, be in the back of a gas station and she hears gunshots Mm -hmm. thinking he's dead. No, 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 Lord. No, not that. And so that suffering, she described it as wanting something you don't have or having something you don't want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that we all kind of go through that. Mm -hmm. Lord, make me like you, but maybe not as much, (laughs) you know, maybe just a little bit like you. But he says, no, 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 I want at all. Pick up your cross daily. Yeah. That's a, an instrument of execution. Mm-hmm. Paula, we have a caller who called in and want to know if we're going to be posting the audio uh, from the retreat. And unless we did, did was there is I know the audio? answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, we will. Um, it is being edited and should be finished this week. Okay. This weekend. So look for it on our website sometime next yeah, week. Yeah, calvarysa.com. I'm mm-hmm. surprised it wasn't on there already because it's been... A week, so I, I I didn't know. Yeah, it takes a lot of editing, and the editor herself has been very busy with. She's pockets. still. Mm-hmm, she's okay, still quick quick answer from all of you, Boonie. I'll start with you. Um, what is the one thing that you think you need to change in order to get closer to the Lord and be more like the Lord? She, at the end, um, gave us the NDR, which is the benefits of enduring. So your N is, uh, you're supposed to be... um, uh, If I could help you. Yes, not your dependency. And your D is developing character. And your R is reviving your faith. Mm -hmm. And I think for me... The NDR is what I should keep my eyes on and not worry so much about the details of what's going on. Because if I keep my eyes on the NDR, that means I'm keeping my eyes on being being more like Christ and let him walk out the details of whatever is going on. Okay. Done? We're inside four minutes now. so. Okay. For me, it is um, dying to my flesh more and truly taking... Um, Waking up every morning and asking the Lord to empty me of me and fill me afresh with his spirit. Because I honestly cannot truly walk properly without a fresh filling. And sometimes I need that multiple times during the day. Oh, yeah. Let's just say. Yeah, not, one, some, one not time, sometimes. Sometimes always. You're right. <laughs> but there, there are times I'm, oh, oh, Lord, I need more, more, more spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please fill me afresh right now, right now. I'm kind of like that. Okay, yeah. let, let me make one suggestion. Okay. Instead of that prayer, Lord, more spirit. How about, Lord, less flesh? Less flesh. That's be- what I said at the be- beginning. Because the spirit will come. So, Erica, how about Dying you? To me. 
Um, for me, just real quick, I always feel like I'm going through a trial daily, every day, every second. One ends, one begins. And I'm sure everybody's the same way and we deal with them ourselves. But it's in that midst of the darkness that you absolutely feel alone. And um, Laura, and I know she said a verse and I just looked it up and it's the wrong verse. So she said it and I didn't write it down. But that God is there in the darkness with you. He is there holding your hand. He just wants you to know that he is there with you. And it's and this trial is something that you have to learn from but never forget, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's to check myself daily and um, make sure that I'm always holding on to him. And I always find that, like, say I'm driving and I feel unsafe or something and something happens and I could have gotten a car accident, I thank the Lord immediately that I wasn't, you know? Thank you for holding my hand through that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I need to remember to always be like that through everything. It does not have to be like car accident, mm-hmm. near-death experience type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Paula, how about you? You got same, one minute. Same for over. me. You know, I wake up every day thinking, you know, the enemy's right there to tell me you're not very faithful. But the word says, I just need a mustard seed of faith. And so that's my, oh, yeah, that's all I need. You know, that's all I need is a mustard seed of faith. And so I'm going to get up and hold the Lord's hand, and he's going to be the one that walks me through my day. And I love to lay down at night and say this, Lord, thank you for the grace that you gave me today. I pray I, I used it all up. Sometimes I'm going to bed like eight thirty, nine o'clock. <laughs> um, but I know I'm going to have a fresh new batch of grace tomorrow, and I'm praising you for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So pretty much that's it for me. Okay. Any of you want to say anything else before we go? We got- oh, one more thing I wanted to say, because Laura, she, she said yes to coming back mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. But she was kind of upset with me when I gave her the theme. She said, you know we can't teach theory. And so endure. You know what that means, Paula. I had to go through stuff. I was like, sorry. Okay, well, that ends today. Thank you guys for coming. I'm so grateful for you being here. Uh, You can stop fanning yourself. It's done now. You've been listening to the date day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Thanks for tuning in. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4 And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.